and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey guys, and welcome back. We have been absent for a week due to a vacation, but me and Regan are back. How you doing, Regan? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you all for being cool with uh, me taking my kids on a spring break road trip. (laughs) Where did you go? What did you do? We kind of did a tour of the southern part of Colorado. We dipped a little into New Mexico and into Utah. Ooh. Yeah. So we went to a gator farm, which was everything you could ever imagine and more. It was the Tiger King of Gator Farms in um, Southern Colorado. We will be taking you and the girls when you come out one day when the world can open again and you guys can come visit. We will be going together. I am so excited. Oh my God. It was... It was incredible. And then right near the gator farm, there are these amazing sand dunes here in Colorado that you can like ride down and stuff, but it was too cold for us to do that. So that's another thing on our summer agenda. On it. Um, Then we went to Durango and took this like snowy train around the mountains, which was awesome. And then we went and saw some Aztecian ruins in New Mexico. And then we drove to Moab in Utah and went to the Arches National Park where I made my kids hike and they actually did like a 3.4 mile hike all on their own without winter. See, I think think we're getting to this stage now with our kids because they're about the same age. Like I think we're getting to that stage where we are slipping into being able to do grown-up kid stuff. Yeah, do fun shit. Like, it was awesome. We had a great time. We went four by four. We did, we did these, like, four by four Jeep tours on a petrified sand, like, petrified sand dune national park in Moab. I mean, it was, we had a good time. I mean, listen, America's weird in a lot of fucking ways. I think we can oh, all agree that. Sure. But the shit that you have geographically is yeah. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all, it's all far apart in like, you know, relation to the size of the UK and whatever. But I will also say coming from Texas, which takes a fucking million years to drive around, going from Texas to like a smaller state is really fucking nice. So like we only, we drove about four hours every day to all these like different parts. But like, we just saw such vastly different things. We went from like the snowy mountains of Durango to like desert of Utah in no time at all. You don't get that in the UK. No, but you guys have some really fucking cool shit too. Like Hadrian's Wall. I fucking love the Northeast part of the UK. Northeast is cool. I mean, I drive past them. Yorkshire have my heart. London is fucking badass. Like you can do so much cool shit just within the city though. Yeah. Don't be but you always dumb. want what you can't have. You always want what you For can't sure. have, right? I want like the ocean and mountains and skiing and that's not, we don't yeah. deliver well on that shit in the UK. No, but you can go other places within, you can take a two hour flight and go to places that do that shit really fucking well. That's true. Well, we, well, we can when there isn't a virus when, that's yeah. fucking up when, everybody's life. When everybody fucking gets vaccinated, don't add us about your vaccination thoughts. We, know we don't them. care. We don't care. Um, I mean, we, yeah. we don't, we honestly, we were having this chat before. Yeah. We, there are so many things that we are really open and, to- in fact, everything we're pretty open and tolerant to, but anti-vaxxers, I have to say, is on my list of, I'm not even engaging. Just Goodbye, keep it to good night. <laughs> keep it to yourself. Doesn't mean we can't, doesn't mean we can't be friends and talk about no. other shit, but let's not talk about that because. Um, we're just going to fight. 
there is no way on God's green earth that you are ever going to convince me that vaccines are terrible things. And I honestly, we were talking about this earlier. I, track me, put yeah. a chip in me. I don't give a shit. Dude, if it means that we can all see our friends and hug each other, I do not give a shit. I don't care. Track if, my every if, fucking move. I don't lead that exciting of a life. I don't care You're if Bill Gates is... I don't know if Bill Gates' soul takes up permanent residence in my body as long as I can get out of my fucking house. And also, when I think of all the shit I've put into my body over the years, I mean, I was no angel. I'm pretty sure there's nothing in that vaccine that my body hasn't already got like dealt with. Do you know what I mean? On some level. For sure. I mean, I think if if you are maybe near our age and have lived through the eighties and the nineties, yeah, just even just, even just the processed food that they used to think was okay. The shit that used to go in that. I mean, I'd rather have a vaccine than that shit these days. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. Give me the vaccine. Just don't give me any of that red dye. Number nine. (laughs) Anyway, listen, if you disagree, then you need to start your own fucking podcast because we're not interested. Facts. Um, But speaking of the podcast and its reason for being, we are here to talk yet again about the reality TV show that is keeping us all sane and alive, which are, of course, Atlanta, Below Deck Sailing, Dallas, New Jersey, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. How did you find them this week, Reagan? Um, It was a mixed bag for me of all the shows. Um. Some I enjoyed, some I felt were complete fluff and a waste of my hour. But uh, <laughs> I feel but that we might thing, agree. I did other things. Yeah, I did other things during that hour, so it wasn't uh, that big of a deal. I also want to say that we are missing out on being on the Jen Shaw arraignment call because that's going on right now as we are recording uh, this video. Well, let's. I mean, let's just take a moment to discuss yeah. that before we go into the shows because it is. The biggest news to hit the reality TV scene in a long, long time. Absolutely. I mean, since like the Joe and Teresa Judice trials going on, I think this yeah. is this has been the next one. But I think holy you're right. shit balls. So, in a nutshell, essentially, um, it turns out that we can now we're all over her abusive, um, tyrannical oh, yeah. behavior because Not now even the it worst turns part out of her life. <laughs> It's not even the worst. That's not even the, that's the, like, obviously somebody went, mm, I'm going to go and dig a bit deeper. Turns yeah. out Jen Shaw and that weird little assistant that she has Stu following James. around all the time. Stu James. How did I forget his name? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, have been swindling sweet little old ladies and men out of their data and selling it to any fucking person that will give them money for it am i essentially essentially right yeah like they're to blame for all of you in the u.s for those like incessive phone calls about your car warranty that was probably the work of jen shaw it's just like telemarketing fucking craziness and she was made a shit ton of money up on it and just been shady as fuck now do you know this i don't know this um is it is this what she has solely done? Like, is this the sole basis of her whole empire? Or is it like a thing on the side? Because she t- wasn't, when, when they, she was asked on the yeah. reunion what she did, she kind of waxed lyrical about owning some sort of algorithm type thing that helped people target, advertise, I don't know, whatever it yeah, was. It didn't gonna, make any sense. I'm going to totally piggyback on all the research that about a million different Bravo accounts have been doing on her. People have not been able to find these marketing agencies that she owns that she's spoken oh. about. So there is thought that this is 
where this she's, is this is it. Like it's the, the scam that's made the money, but I don't know personally. I've done no research whatsoever other than scrolling through Instagram. Um, so I know what they know, but it's just fucking it's- outrageous. And, and the thing is, is like her attitude about all this, like this morning, her hairdresser posted some video of her, like getting ready for the arraignment. And she wrote like hashtag unarrested, like, all this ridiculous bullshit. And that's what fucking makes me more livid than anything else is just this like soul disregard or not being able to own up to doing anything wrong, which we saw Jen do the entire season like that. I think what we saw on the show is the real Jen Shaw. But also this sense of being untouchable like yeah. you're so special that the rules don't apply to you and then right. even when you are arrested and you are in court that this is still not that big of a deal you can still laugh about it like this is why this shit happens to these people because yeah. the universe takes one look at them and goes these guys need knocking down a peg or two they are going to learn humility one way or the other and if it takes putting them in a fucking jail cell to do it then that's what's going to happen yeah. but she's legit I mean she could be I think I read somewhere she's legit up she could be sentenced up to like 30 years. Yeah, like real time too. Like, yeah, this is not federal. a bullshit. This is a, federal, yeah. this this is is a not, federal crime. Right, this is not some like petty bullshit thing that she's done. It's, it's pretty fucking major. It's pretty fucking exploitative. And, uh, and she was arrested on her way to Colorado for like the trip that they're doing on the Real Housewives. Oh, yes, yeah, she second was. second season, so. Oh my we'll God, can you see? imagine... Imagine that WhatsApp group, that like cast WhatsApp group <laughs> when Jen doesn't turn up. I <laughs> can't imagine the splinter one that doesn't have Jen in it. That's yes, happening exactly. right now. <laughs> you know that group's happening. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And then there was there was some post um, on social media about like Brooks, like singing some song. And they're like, you know, he's totally singing this to Jen. And like Meredith writes on there like, now don't beat like something very mom that was like he's just singing to his favorite song he's not directing it towards anyone it's like fucking yeah, yeah sure. right <laughs> we know Brooks like, okay, well Mom. enough to know what he's doing <laughs> we all uh, know what your son is all about <laughs> and for once i don't hate brooks for it fuck no he was completely in the right to do that um, oh man well, we will keep, I mean, we'll yes. keep touching on this as it all develops. Uh, but in the meantime, let's move on to our first yes. show, which is, of course, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, boy. Sorry. No, oh, that's okay. Did I bother I mean, you during your hour of watching or your hour of doing other things? Did the show interfere with that? Uh, no, there was no standout moment for me, I have to say. I, I think mean, I listen, scrolled during most of this episode. I really try not to do that when preparing for the podcast, but like... I mean, listen, in a nutshell, Drew shows, throws a trip, goes out of her winning. way to make it pointedly better than Kenya. Cool. Kenya has a face like a slapped ass throughout the whole thing, refuses <laughs> to engage in anything, decides to book her own fucking room. Um, she's just a dick like that. <laughs> And, you know, this just, uh, LaToya gets in the way, starts manipulating, doesn't want to talk about the fact that she's, you know, if she's a drink, an alcoholic or not. And then there's some weird love triangle going on with Portia, Kenya and Marlo. I mean. And we have to talk about Bolo once again, which well, everybody's over. We're I mean, not. we don't, but they no. apparently do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, man. Uh, 
I'm not like, apart from Portia, I don't really like anybody. I like Candy. Oh, no, you're right. I like Candy. Cynthia, I'm like, nah. Drew, I am still on the fence about. I don't know. Like, I, I like her, but the nastiness in her is too close to the surface. And I know that she's triggered by Kenya. Like I get all of that and Latoya, but I've just, there's Uh, an edge to her. Yeah. I think I'd like to see a show with Drew and I'd like Kenya to take a break. Like I, I would be very happy really that. that on for watching any more of Kenya to be fair. Like she lost me at last week's fucking insensitive costume bullshit that hasn't been okay for fucking a million years. And everybody knows it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised that Bravo let that let that slide as well. Like, at this point, would they let somebody who, like, they wouldn't, I don't think they would let um, uh, Luann's blacking up outfit yeah. pass at this point. And I feel like there is a responsibility. I know they don't want to get involved and they have to, but whatever, they can have but, a word. Like, you need to choose a different costume. We're not going to air you in that. Yeah, I agree. Or edit her out and say, no, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, just edit her out completely. <laughs> yes, let's just do that. Let's I mean, I cancel think, Kenya. I think she's got too much shit going on. I think she's just really nasty. Like, I just, she's just a bitch this season. It's just like, I can't even watch you do this shit anymore. Like, there's no endearing qualities to me this season. Where even last season, there's a little bit where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you're struggling. And I guess oh, well, she's struggling this season too, but it's just like, then take a break. Oh, be, take a break. People go, people get divorced all the time and they aren't right. cunts. And, but let right. you know, and also Kenya had, Kenya was a cunt before she was getting divorced. For Let's sure. be honest. So For this sure. isn't anything. I can't give her any more rope. I can't give her any more sympathy no. on this whole divorce thing. People have been through this. Ken, Cynthia's been through a divorce on the For show sure. and didn't Candy, behave like this. I, th- I think Kenya's been, been through a divorce. Everybody's been divorced on the show. It is not an excuse. No. Um, I'm over her and I think she's, it's not nice to watch. Like there's a difference between a performative kind of outrageousness and then just nastiness. Here's the thing that I have a problem with. She is one of those people whose mood dictates the entire event. So like she's having a good time on the bikes this week. Everybody fucking has a blast and it's great. I'm so tired of her mood dictating what I'm watching on TV. <laughs> like, I a hundred percent Fucking suck it agree. up. You're being paid to do this, so put on a fucking happy face and get on board. Like Agreed. Yeah. Could not have said it better myself. Let's talk a little bit about Latoya in this because um, there's some conflict between Latoya and Drew. I have no idea what it is. I feel like Toya is manipulating and trying to extend this fight between like Kenya and Drew. So I think Toy I think Toya likes Drew and I think like everything Drew was saying at the dinner was right. I don't <clears throat> think necessarily I agree with Drew calling out maybe somebody having issues with alcohol. I think that was insensitive, but I also feel like Toya would do the same thing to Drew if tables were turned, so it is what it is. But I, I um, hear you. I mean, I think that everything that Latoya said I think everything Drew says Latoya said and happened, I think yeah. is absolutely true. There's right. no doubt about it. No. No, um, I think that was all real facts. I, I do, I don't, I don't know if I would, I don't ever call people alcoholics. I feel like some people have issues with alcohol. I, I'm not a diagnostician, so I can't tell you whether or not you have an issue, have an issue. But I do think like 
if your drinking is causing you to lose your shit and be really fucking angry, you may want to examine your relationship with alcohol if it makes totally. you turn to a different person. Uh, and I 100% agree. But, I, you know, I, like you say, I don't think it's for somebody else to call. No. Out. I mean, and Kenya says that as much as I hate to agree with her. It's not for somebody else to diagnose somebody as a alcoholic or whatever. And I think if it came from a friend, like if it was you and I was concerned, yeah. then there's a difference between me sitting you down and saying, listen, for sure, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this once and I'm going to let you know that I'm always here. But if you have a problem, then let's talk about it. Let's sort it. If you don't think yeah. you do, it's fine. But that's not what Drew's doing. It's not what, Lut- no. it's not even what Kenya's doing. You know, no, it's just, honest, yeah, it's Ugh. not okay. No, I'm, I'm fuck. I'm so over Kenya. Like I just, I can't even. I feel like maybe, I mean, we could, we could miss out Atlanta next week, see how it feels. Yeah. Or not. I hope, I I hope it's just over soon. Like, I hope we don't have like another fucking 26 episode season because we're on episode 15. Well, they filmed the reunion. Yeah. so So I think it will be over soon. Me too. I'm hoping it's like an 18 episode season. Yeah. Well, let's press on and see if there's like a huge shakeup because I don't know, or maybe, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, is me pressing on, continuing to watch this, giving them, like, I'm ratings? starting to feel Should ratings. Should I just start Listen, taking my ratings away? I mean, I'm starting to feel like this is becoming, a like, quite a deep-seated personal, like, <laughs> issue for you that maybe maybe we need to deal with by, you know, just ripping the Band-Aid off and walking away from it. I don't want to see this TV show get into your head like this. <laughs> I mean, it's not that deep, but... Um, no. It's, it feels like yeah, it's we'll sucking see. the joy out of your soul. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm just going back, because I will have to say, like, detoxing from reality TV and not watching it for a week, was pretty fucking nice. <laughs> I know, says the woman who runs a TV, reality For sure. TV podcast. I mean, just sometimes we same. all need to take a break and, you know, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. We'll, we'll take another break next month because I have an anniversary trip that, that's and been that's booked. And that's fine. So it's just the way and it talking, is. And talking of taking a break. Yeah. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Okay, let's get back to it. So, below deck sailing yacht, there is lots to talk about here. BDSY. Ah, oh, this is why I watch reality TV. This is a this great show. show. It really is. This, it, they've nailed it. And I, don't, I saw a meme one day. At, that was like dissing the fact that they're showing below deck a lot across. And I was like, shut your dirty mouth. What I love about below deck, all three franchises. And I love it when Bravo like just runs the reruns is you can just have them on. You don't even have to be invested in the story. You can dip in and out, but you can look over there and you can see beautiful scenery, funny shenanigans, it's everything great about reality TV. <laughs> oh, I love that we've used the word shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Absolutely. Um, I agree. It's really, like, I-, I could watch that, especially now. It's lovely yeah. to be able to watch, like, 
something that's set in such a fucking beautiful scenery. I mean, I could say the same for Keeping Up With The Kardashians because that Malibu house gives me the feels yeah, as well. For but sure. But there is something... Um, just really heartwarming about Below Deck. And I wonder if it's just because they're normal people that it's just yeah. fun. Well, they're not all shouty. I mean, like, you can't just have the Real Housewives on background. No, because, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's shouty, it's angry, it sucks you in. I mean, again, all reasons I love the Real Housewives, yeah. but not that I can just have, yeah. you know, on. <laughs> it's a different emotional experience. For sure. Um, and really, in in a lot of ways, I think it's the guests that make this episode colourful this, this, oh this time Oh my around. gosh, these guests are... I don't know whether to hate them or love them. I could not have both. put it, it... It is. It's a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. On a social level, I hate them. Like, I don't want to hang out with them. No. It's, the setup is weird. Anybody who is about to ask their daughter's ex-boyfriend to marry them... I mean, we can't even begin to unpack the amount of therapy that it's going to take to figure oh that shit gosh, out later down the line. Even just the fat camp comment. Like, come on, we don't do that anymore. No, no, no. We don't do that anymore. That's been I changed. Mean, even, even in the north of England, which is where these guys are from, right. which is... Which is notably, um, I would say, um, a slightly tougher mentality. Even up there, this is not okay. Yeah, I mean, I liken the northern part of England to the southern part of the U.S. Like, being from the south, like, there's a lot of things I really connect with from people from the northern part of England. I I, I feel very at home up there, and yeah. I think the, the sentiment is the same in both It's the no regions, bullshit, right? For sure, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, we still don't do that. Like even in the South, that's no. not okay anymore. I mean, no, that poor kid. Anyway, yeah. that aside, not to mention like bribing your kids for Louis Vuitton shoes. I used to be also, <laughs> I used to be a swimmer. Yeah. I reckon I would have swum a lot faster if somebody had been holding a pair right? of Louis Vuittons at the end. See, I mean, Just you saying. know, Chris, you sh- if, I know you don't listen, so, but that's what you should have done. You could have had a champion dad. Olympian swimmer. On your hands. Instead, instead, he sat and read John Le Carre in the in the bleachers. But at least he was Fair. in the bleachers. I can at identify least he was with that, though. <laughs> um, so these guests, as awful as they are on a social level, I have to say, I think they are being incredibly patient with what is, frankly, a shit show. Oh, my God. I blame. I blame the majority. I blame. Sorry. Let me get my words right. I blame most of this on Natasha and uh-huh. her like inability to listen to fucking anybody else about how this thing should run. Um, but I also blame Daisy a little bit. Like you can't give nine people this many options. Any mom will tell you, I don't even give my two kids this many options to have with their meals. I mean, I hear you. Um, and I agree. Natasha is at the root of all these problems. Oh. With the options thing, I agree. I think she should have definitely swayed them away from that. But essentially, regardless of whether Daisy was involved or not, those guests may well have said, we all want different things. And still, it's Natasha's job to deliver. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, the fucking hollandaise on the poached eggs. I can't even, don't even. Still irritates me. I mean, even if he had, even if he had asked for eggs, Benedict, he would have sent that back because... You don't want that much. It's not hollandaise soup. No, with a couple of floating eggs in it. Like nobody eats it that that way. 
That's so Islands gross. in the stream. It's not I that. Mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a portly man, but like everybody has a hollandaise limit. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually know if I do because I fucking, I could eat hollandaise. I mean, by I the eat spoon, it on like, french fries, but I mean, but also, I wouldn't eat like a bowl of hollandaise soup. But she is supposedly a Michelin star trained chef. And like, even if, even if she was like, fuck it, I don't care what he wants. He's having hollandaise sauce. Surely presentation is part of the thing. Right? And that looked like I'd spewed it up. Yeah, it looked like sick in a ball. It was awful. Ugh. But also this weird conversation where Daisy's like, he didn't ask for hollandaise sauce. <laughs> and rather than Natasha go, oh, fuck, oh, sorry. Shit. Yeah. She's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit what he asked for. He's not having poached eggs without fucking hollandaise sauce because nobody has poached eggs without hollandaise sauce. And you're like, Natasha. Everybody has poached eggs without hollandaise sauce unless they've ordered an Eggs Benedict. Yeah, if I order poached eggs. food, my friend. (laughs) I don't expect it to come with hollandaise sauce unless I've specified Hollandaise sauce. Anyway, and then she's such a bitch about it. I mean, honestly, I really miss Drunk Rachel because Drunk Rachel did everything she could to fucking execute things impeccably and to what the guests wanted. And she didn't fucking talk shit to people who were like, oh, you know, they didn't want that. Like, oh, shit, my bad. Let's fix that. Like, Natasha, I feel, intentionally starts shit with people for no reason. I think it's a complete inability to take any kind of personal responsibility from the smallest things to the biggest things. So, like, the smallest thing being, oh, fuck, I assumed everybody had yeah. days with their poached eggs. She can't well, even admit that that's not this. a possibility. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think Daisy's being a bitch at all for no. mentioning this shit to Captain Glenn. Like he needs to know what the fuck is going on down there because it's not It's okay. an impossible, it's an impossible work dynamic at this yeah. point because also Daisy's out front. So she's the one taking it on the chin. Right. Right. And I think everything that, is it Gary? No, Gary's the the thingy. Barry. Barry. It's Barry. <laughs> of course it's Barry. Of course it's Barry. With two R's and an I-E. Of course it's Barry. How did I not know it was Barry? Of course it right? was Barry. Well, every point he brings up is absolutely legit. Like, even when they get to the beach, I don't think they're being difficult. I think they get to the beach, they're like, this is fucking lovely. Let's stay here at the beach a little bit longer. Do you know what? Yeah. Can you get us some sandwiches and let's push dinner back? I don't think that's fucking unreasonable. Like, it's annoying. No. I get it. But for when you sure. paid six figures, seven figures for a fucking holiday, that's the kind of service you expect. And then when it doesn't turn up, he doesn't lose his shit. I mean, he's still, he's unhappy, but he hasn't yet lost his shit. I think he's going to, though. I think so too. I think he has every reason to. I also stand by, I feel like he booked the wrong boat for his vacation. I think really he wanted a Captain Lee boat, like just a luxury yacht. He couldn't be, he really can't be fucked about whether they're sailing or not. He really just wants to get drunk, have good food and like hang out. So he should have picked a different boat. But I, I totally agree with you. Like, it's not his fault that the fucking tender broke down and, like, things are going to be a little awkward. Like, that's just the way it is. Thank God Jean-Luc is on the beach with him because I think that's the only reason he didn't start losing his shit is because he's I mean, enjoying I a bit of eye candy. I agree. And I think, you know, and Jean-Luc just has to take that for sure. one for the I mean, team. he should just start dancing around, get his shirt a bit wet, like... Agreed. Because... None of the other fucking deck crew are here to be bothered about the fucking tip. 
Oh my God, Gary. Like what the fuck? Like attitude about washing dishes, attitude about possibly having to get ready for a drag show. I mean, come on. Like what's his face Um, from the last season with Captain Lee, the Northern dude? Oh, Paget. No, not Paget. No, No, not like this last time, but just the last episode of Below Deck. The Northern guy who was doing the girl who got all emotional. Listen, Anyways, it could I, be anyone. But he, I mean, he put on a Speedo and did a little dance for people and had no fucking problem with it. Like, that's the nature of this game, Gary. You know you this. for the tips. You're put all a sock on the same in it fucking and some makeup team. on and have, have a little dance. And I wouldn't mind, but when he got out there, he re- like, it was so into it. It's like, just don't whinge about it then. Just right. fucking take one for the team, get on, step up, and just do what's necessary. I feel like he just wanted to be an asshole to Daisy. That's what that yeah. comes off as. Like, he just wanted to be a dick. Yeah, and I love but, that, Captain, that, I love that yeah. Captain Glenn didn't let him get away with his... Um, no. <laughs> he was like, well, can't the overnight person do that? He's like, fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Gary, your hair is made for drag, so just fucking put it up in curlers and get your ass out on board. I mean, maybe wash it, too. I don't know. Just this hair thought. is so manky. I can't even uh, deal with it. It looks as well, like, because it's so greasy and dirty, it looks like some of that grease is just sliding down his face a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like if you got up close to him, like, if, the, if you were snogging him, he would smell like chip fry. <laughs> He would smell like the 80s hairband warrant. <laughs> yes. And then and then once you'd done the dirty, you would smell like his chip fry for like a day. You wouldn't be able to get it out of your nose. Not even like Ooh. new chip fry, like old chip fry. Like, old. you know how old grease smells? Yeah, uh. like pub kitchen chip fry. Uh. <laughs> I used to work in a pub kitchen as a teenager yeah. and obviously they were always frying chips and I come home and my mum left a basket outside our front door <laughs> and made me did. get <laughs> and made me get naked and put all of my work clothes into the basket before I thank god we lived in the Yorkshire Dales and no it wasn't like a street right but um I had to get stark bollock naked, put the, every ounce of clothing into that basket before I was allowed in the house I had to go straight to the shower because I smelled so badly of chips that it would smell the whole house out do do pubs have like grease traps? So like it's a separate place where the grease goes and then like a truck comes and empties the grease. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so I we, don't know. we've got that in like fast food in the, in the U S and like, you could really tell when like it had been like, especially in Texas in the summertime when they hadn't oh. come by to like empty the grease trap, it was the most fucking horrendous smell on oh, the I planet. Can't. Cause I it's can't. like humid and sorry. Let's anyway, Gary, have yeah. a shower. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's the other thing. Talking of smooching, we're starting to see a few sparks fly between JL and Danny, and I'm here for it. I think they're super cute. Like she's tiny, he's big. One of our friends would have a real kick out of that dynamic. Our, that's true. Our friend who likes the big and tiny, very very combo. little. And, yeah, yeah, she does. Um, I agree. I think JL, oh, I don't know. I mean, th- this is coming from the girl that initially said she would climb him like a tree. Mm-hmm. I felt he was a little bit cheated, a bit, I don't yeah. know. But he, I'm will- listen, he's young. They're both young. Let them have a mucky cuddle. Yeah, he's not the personality I'm attracted to. No, I me would neither. just like put my hand over his mouth. Yeah, shh. And climb that tree. Yeah. Shh. No, 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 no. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JL. I, like, I like their little flirty thing. I think it's cute. Um, 
Yeah. I, and I like and I like Barry for trying to bring it together. That's for cute. Sure. Like, I'd be that. I would, you know how Danny says there are two types of guests, guests that don't care about stuff and guests that like get involved. I would totally be the one that's like, so For which one sure. are you checking? Well, A, because we wouldn't go with our kids. So it would probably just be us, maybe our We'd husbands. We'd be drunk all the time. We'd just be drunk trying to like get them together. Yeah. And having a laugh. You'd have to, but if this was ever happening, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to say that on, I'm not recording <laughs> that. Do you know when you have moments where you think, Never I can't mind. believe I was about to say out. that. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, I also want to talk about Sydney's massive game drain with Allie and Gary, though, because I actually enjoy the flirtation going on with Allie and Gary because I think Allie and Gary both know exactly what it is and are yeah. fine with it, so I'm okay with that. But fucking Sydney, why are you getting up? It, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. You should just stay it's, in bed. And just I, even you know, and to I get it for a while. I mean, I understand. I, you know, when you're like, I can feel the feelings that you're feeling. Like, I get yeah. it. But you need to have a little bit more. I want you to have a little bit more dignity, babe. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No, it's not. You're right. Um, that's going to be cringe for the rest of this season. Isn't it? <laughs> it really will. Like, I kind of want Sydney just to get drunk and like have it out with somebody else on the boat. Yeah, you know, just I mean, bang one out and get over yeah. it. Exactly. I think that would be fine. <laughs> um, let's move on to Dallas, Real Housewives of Dallas, where um, we sort of we start off with Tiffany really doing the birthday party for her kids, which I really appreciated because oh, I loved it. I did too, and I loved that. Yes, okay, it was expensive and a lot of money had been thrown it, but it wasn't done for show. It wasn't like she no. invited everybody. It was just her, her mom, and the two girls. I also love her attitude about like makeup and hair. I hate this yeah. bullshit puritanical double standards where like little girls shouldn't play with makeup. Like, shut the fuck up. I agree. Like, little it's girls like, play and do whatever they want. It's a special thing. It's not like they're putting it on for school. Fucking calm down. Well, and I little also, boys. Like, let's yeah, let's let little yeah, boys yeah. and girls fuck around I, with yes. makeup. Who cares? Because it's fun. They're That's just all having they a good do. time. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. I also want to point out that I love that there's like a country hierarchy. When all these girls here, they're going to Oklahoma. These girls from Dallas, Texas, and they're like, "Oh no, that's way too country for me." <laughs> There are hierarchies in the South. Just going to let you in on this. And so Texas got, feels probably better than everybody. <laughs> they got a little snobby about that, didn't they? Especially when you're in a big, like when you're in Houston, Dallas, Austin, there's definitely a hierarchy even within, like within Texas from being from those cities and not being from other cities. I like mean, Midland or El Paso. <laughs> I mean, listen... They're all going to put their brave pants on and Carrie's going to wear her mismatching like bijou camo, camo in case she goes hunting. Oh, God. Oh, God. Honestly, I can't wait. I think it's going to be hilarious, but I did want to just point out the hierarchy of Texans talking shit about Oklahomians. Oklahomies. Oklahomies. Um, let's just switch quickly yeah, back to sorry. Tiffany, though, because I think that that dynamic between her and her mom and the conversations she has with Mum yeah. D is really interesting. And I think what made it clear to me is when Tiffany said to Mama D, she's pretending to be okay with it because there are cameras and obviously people watching. And I hadn't thought of it like yeah. that. Um, no, I hadn't either. And that, that, 
you know, and I really feel for Tiffany in this because she's caught between these two cultures, right? She's caught between this Asian culture of you don't talk about your problems. We're not here to talk about feelings. You work hard. You do well. You're successful. Your worth is measured in terms of your paycheck, essentially. And you take Um, care of your parents and whatever they want. And you take care of your parents and there is no question. Um, Versus the American way, which is like super open and touchy-feely and all of this stuff. And it must be so difficult for her to look around and see even relationships like Deandra and Mama D's, which is which is not great, uh, but think no. I'd rather have that. Yeah, that's dark. I um, mean, but that's it, right? Because I think it's not even just like a Chinese-American thing. It's also like an immigration thing. And like her mom left her yeah. for three years in China. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in between Tiffany and her mom. And I had never even thought about her putting on, like her mom putting on like an act for the cameras. For the cameras. Um, But I guess that makes sense, right? Because there seems to be quite a lot of this in that family that it is about putting on a show. For sure. Um, I mean, I think it's the show too, right? Like, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I think think the parent-child relationship as you get older never becomes easier. It's always, even people who you think have it easy don't have it easy. Like, it's a difficult relationship. Um, and it's just something you always have to navigate and change because I think the dynamics change when like kids get older, the relationship flips and you sometimes become the caregiver of your parent or you become, you know, the person that has to take care of things for your parent. And I think that's hard for everybody because you still feel 14 inside, even when you're 80 and I don't know. No, it's really hard. And, and, you know, I, I don't think anybody could stop their heartbreaking when she's like, but what if she rejects me? I mean, yeah. you know, as much as you go through shit with your parents and all the rest of it, I don't think, I mean, I know I've never been in a situation where I've ever worried that my mum would reject me. And that yeah. must be such, like, that must be really unsafe to feel. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love, I love Tiffany. I love how much she's opened up and been vulnerable on the show and just been who she is. I feel like she's the most real person on this show. Like the most uh, complete person on this show. Like by a country mile. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I look at Mama D and the way that she talks to Tiffany about what, right? she, should ex- <laughs> what she should expect from her mom. And I'm like, Mama, let's turn that mirror. That let's <laughs> right. have a look in that mirror. <laughs> and let's try and be that mom. To- like if I was Deandra watching that interaction between Tiffany and Mama D... I'd feel it in my gut a little bit. Like that yeah. would feel like a bit of a kick in the stomach because the tenderness that Mama D shows towards Tiffany right. is never there when she's with Deandra. No, but it's also always easy to be a parent to kids who are not your kids, right? Like, I don't know. I have way more fun. Like my friends who have, you know, kids who drive them crazy sometimes, I have a blast with them when my kids aren't around because it's easy to entertain. Like it's easy yeah. to be the entertaining non-parent, right? Yeah. That's who we all were before we had kids, and we thought kids were so easy. Like <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> so Bring it's easy for days. Mama D to be a good mom to Tiffany because she's not her mom. And she's not emotionally involved. No. And, and it's and she's financially no involved in or exactly. Right. Like Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Um speaking of Deandra though, the uh, shit kicks off between her and Brandy. And like I don't hate either of these two. I think Brandy needs to really recognize 
her triggers. Like, I yeah. get that that hearing... I don't think Deandra has gone out and purposely bashed no. her in this interview. I think newspapers have done what newspapers do, which is pick the most salacious headline and run with that. And Brandy should know that. Like, this is yes. not Brandy's first season. Like, come no. on. I mean, I think this is... I'm annoyed with Brandy by this, actually. I am, too. Nothing that Deandra said in there was inflammatory or hurtful at all. It was a fucking racist video. It was a racist video. We all know that. We know you didn't feel racist in your heart when you did it, but it is a racist video. It it just is. And I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like Brandy's all over the place this season. Yeah, she totally is. Like, she just, you're absolutely right. She needs to recognize her triggers. She also needs to grow the fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like she's being kind of a baby. Like, I know well, this shit is hard, but, like, you know Deandra. You know she's your friend. Like, you know Page Six does what Page Six does. Like, it's not like it's the fucking New York Times or the Washington Post. No. And also, here's the thing. It's like, Brandy, you don't get to decide when this is over. Like, you did no. it. You have to ride out this storm. And, of course, when the show is launching and press starts to happen, of course right. this is the thing that's going to be asked about. And I don't think Deandra said anything in that that wasn't like, of course we deal with it, because how can we not deal with it, right? That right. would be worse. That's essentially all she said. And and I think Brandy needs to stop blaming Deandra for the fact that this shit is out there and right. recognize that this shit it's is going to come back. Every now and again. And she's just going to have to learn to deal with it. Well, and you can't tell me that a PR person didn't tell Brandy this exact same thing. Like, look, when the show comes up, you know this video is going to come back. You need to be prepared. Like, these people aren't just out there winging this show on their own. Every time Brandy Redmond is written about or interviewed about anything... They will bring this up. And it's like that scene in Notting Hill when Julia Roberts is explaining it to Hugh Grant where he's like, oh, it's yesterday's chip paper. She's like, it is not. Every single time somebody interviews me, they will bring this shit up. And this is what Brandy has to live with. And, you know, this is the downside of having that kind of profile and having that kind of platform. It brings you a ton of perks and opportunities. But the fucking fall is High and hard, and that's what and she hers has to learn not even to get been that from. hard. She hasn't been no. fired. Like there have been a lot of things that haven't happened to her that have happened to other people, and I do think a lot of it is like she is genuinely sorry. She is making steps to you know move on, but like you can't blame other people for the shit coming up in the newspapers. Like Deander didn't no. call Page Six to be like, "Hey, I have a headline for you." Like. She's no, got and, other I, shit and I get on. it. She's traumatized. Like I have yeah. seen this kind of social media backlash destroy people, destroy right. friends of mine. Like I, I understand how that can affect you. She is in no psychological place to be dealing with this on camera, and she's and never going to do it well. And she's also pregnant and doesn't know about it, which I do right. always think about. Like she's not in a hormonally yeah. safe like a hormonal safe place. (laughs) So I I can understand, and you can see it in her eyes. She's shaky. She's uncertain. She's, you can see, it's not the brandy that we've always seen. Um, That being said, like you say, she's not a baby. She's not a kid. She needs to grow up and and handle this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't like taking that shit out on other people. It's not their, it's not their fault. They didn't make you make the video. No. They didn't do any of that. And Deandra, I think, really is, I mean, yes, she's doing it in an incredibly privileged woo-woo way, but I do believe that Deandra is really starting to be more self-aware and more 
less judgmental and more thoughtful about people. I do think she's, I don't think she's there yet, but I think she's definitely she's trying. trying to do that. And I don't like the way <sighs> that everybody jumps on her for being selfish and then Carrie obviously uh, takes the like opportunity. This is not everybody's fight. Like Brandy, Brandy is more than capable of standing up for herself and whatever issue she has with Deandra, she's bringing it up with Deandra. I don't agree with doing it in, like, a fucking standing circle. Like, that shit never goes down okay. Like, you take her off to the side and have this. I think Brandy did that for a reason, because she knew she'd have backup. I I honestly do. I think if it was going to be a real conversation, she would have taken her to the side, like we've seen them all do before. But... Like, honestly, I'm team Deandra in this, this little too. circle right there. Like, you all are being fucking assholes, and it's not And cool. I don't, and, and Carrie's gaslighting yeah. her. She's like, well, if it was me and everybody was telling me that I was selfish, I would want to take a look at that. Deandra's like, no. Really? I know I am doing, like, she knows that she's acting yeah. out of the best part of herself. Might not be perfect, but right. she's doing her best. And I think she's right to stand up to everybody. For sure. And I don't. I agree. I think that was a really uncomfortable scene to watch. Yeah. If I if I was Deander, I probably would have left. But like, you know what? Well fuck all no, you. I'm out. I'd go go back to that pool and have sex with Hell what's yeah. His name? Jeremy? I would. That's a sex drive I'd like to have as well. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but they don't have kids. They Fair. don't have kids. Fair. She's got a working vagina. She's got a working <laughs> vagina that isn't suffering from the post-traumatic stress of no. hoofing a human out. <laughs> Having a human claw its way out of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. I'd like to see kind of what happens after this fight. And uh, I'd like to see Deandra just go home and have sex with Jeremy. Me too. Stay way home, more have fun. sex. Look after your doggy babies. Yeah. Just, I would just do that for the rest of my life. For sure. <laughs> I can't. Oh. Um, finally, let's touch on Cam and Court. We, you know, we, we haven't always been huge uh, fans of Cameron, but no. I found myself, I found myself warming to, I got a few of the warm and fuzzies when I saw this relationship in action. I really like the Court and Cam combo. I think they keep each other off the streets. I think they're perfect <laughs> for each other. I also think they re- they truly have fun with each other, and I think yeah. that's nice to see. It's nice to see you know Court giving her a bit of shit. I mean, because we do quite often see Court and their daughter kind of gang up on Cam, and Cam takes it like a champ. She never gets real yeah. angry about it. Like she just takes it lightheartedly. But like he fucking got her with this house. He did. And just to see how much it meant to him to be able yeah. to do that for her, like to see him choke up. And I, you know, like you say, it's good. They keep each other off the streets. They're perfect for each other. And no matter how much I don't necessarily like Cam, I'm a sucker for for seeing real yeah. love. And I do think that that's a real relationship. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's nice to see a man who is not intimidated by his wife being taller than him and flat. And more beautiful. For sure. But like, you know what? He he owns what he has. Like, I I like them a lot. I agree. Actually. I like them a lot together. I think they're a solid, confident couple, which is nice. Me too. That nice relationship to is one I can definitely get on board with. For sure. Um, let's move on to the Jersey Shore. Teresa's double standards of <laughs> what constitutes loyalty and <laughs> behavior is fucking shocking to me. I mean, I needed to take like 
like a Prozac, like an Ambien or something after this. Like I needed to chill the fuck out. It was, ex- it was an exhausting episode. Oh my God. The, just the decibel level of the shouting that must have been happening. Those poor neighbors on the we shore. We were operating at a frequency that sent, it was ridiculous. I'm getting anxious just talking about it. I am too. It's giving me like <laughs> hives. I mean, so look, we've, we come here with the Jack, Jackie, Obviously, I think they're a bit drunk at the dinner. Jackie right. decides to go for a dig about jail. Teresa will take anything. Because well, it was after the up the ass comment about the vibrator. I like, <sighs> I don't blame Jackie for taking a dig at that point, and no. she's drunk. Everybody looks a bit sloppy. Teresa yeah. loses her shit. Jackie loses her shit. At Margaret and Joe, and ah, uh, oh, oh. I mean, look. Joe shouldn't have fucking said anything at the dinner. No, Jen idiot. shouldn't have fucking brought anything up that happened at the guy's night dinner because she wasn't fucking there. Like, why can't Teresa just... shouldn't have said anything about it at the fucking no! table. I mean, the whole fucking shit should have never happened. Teresa never should have fucking said that shit at the birthday party to fucking begin with. And I think we can all get on board with that because this chain reaction of talking shit that happened this evening was just out of control. Like, I mean, watching Melissa stomp down those stairs, pick up a tray of chips, like, <laughs> apropos of nothing, at, apropos of nothing, at this point, we're still arguing between Jackie and Teresa. Right. And the next thing I know, Melissa walks down the stairs, picks up a tray of cheese, chucks it in the air, and I'm like, hang on. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> what did the cheese do to you? I do like that she cleaned it up afterwards. Like, I they're know. at Dolores' like, house, and she's like, shit, let me get this cleaned up for you. <laughs> It's totally a me move. I completely would have done you that. You took the words out of my mouth. It's like that time when, like, if you puke, when you used to come to my house and, like, puke, you'd always clean the bathroom. It was like... Always. That's I always what knew. you do. <laughs> you did. I was like, it smells nice in his bleach. You're like, yeah, I puked. <laughs> I think that was probably one of the only times my toilet ever got cleaned. In yeah. fact, I probably didn't need to clean it because it was no. almost a weekly occurrence exactly. when we were working together at Holland Park. Um, but yeah, it was. But yeah, I mean, it was. And then Joe, Joey loses his shit. And I get this. Teresa yeah. has this belief that she gets to expect unquestionable blind loyalty, loyalty yeah. blind loyalty from Joe because he's family when actually they're the people that should be able to call you out and tell you when you're in the wrong. Well, especially because honestly, Joe Judice was a dick to all of them. Like yeah. that montage about how much shit he put Joey Gorga through with his family. Like when honestly, Joey said that and he said, no man has ever taken more away from me than Joe Judice. Joey's in the I just right. thought, I was like, of course. And Teresa, thank God that Teresa, Joey is the one person that Teresa yeah. will listen to. I mean, she's, he's the only person Finally. she's got left. Yeah. But when he loses his shit like that, you can tell that she's like, oh, I can't fuck around with this I mean, I anymore. think he fucking broke his hand punching that table. I think he did. I mean, That's I don't blame him. That's a break right there. I mean, he, I get it. She's infuriating. She really is. She really I is. Mean, like, I could I not don't imagine. Mean I mean, I'm infuriated watching this shit on TV. I could not imagine being part of that family. <laughs> I just, oh, I mean, anyway, thank God Joey's a grown up because after the whole yeah. f- fracas, he does go, fuck it, just give me a hug. This is done. Right. And in no uncertain terms tells Teresa that she has to sort this shit out with, right. with Jackie. Yeah. She has um, to apologize. Like it's done. We need to leave it alone. Which, you know, she does. Yeah. And uh, Jackie 
I think is a champ about accepting it. And I think Evan's even more of a fucking champ about accepting it. I mean, Evan's not even. (laughs) I just want to say one thing and I want to get this down on record. If we find out that Evan has been fucking around, I am going to regret every instance that I supported Jackie in this because if they are hiding some shit like I know it's their business and all the rest of it but you can't put up this kind of a victim woe is me if you know that there is some shit going on like for sure I think so my issue lies more with if Evan's done this and Jackie knows about it yes that's what I'm talking about then I'm gonna be pissed if Evan's done it and Jackie doesn't really know that it's true then I mean fine it is what it is I still stand by Teresa should not at his birthday go around and fucking talk this shit. That of was course. still wrong. It doesn't matter if it's r- like Ther- he's doing it or not. True. That's unacceptable behavior. Um, but if Jackie is just doing a cover up and, yeah. and doing, then that's not cool. Either. No, we will immediately have to be team, team Teresa. Well, team. Which is an uncomfortable I mean, let's place just, to be. let's just always be team Joey and Melissa. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Jennifer and sh- Margaret. Yeah. We should. I, I think this episode brings up a really interesting social drinking versus alcoholic argument. Well, and I think we could say probably the same for Atlanta with Latoya in this, in, a, sure. similar, in a similar vein. Um, I agree. And I think I don't like it when I'm, I'm on both of their side when it's Mar- with sure. Margaret and Jennifer. I think Jennifer has the right to let loose and get shit-faced. We've all been there. I don't think she's doing it every night. No. You know, so what if she goes out and parties if it's like I whenever mean, look, it is? If her husband doesn't have an issue with it, then nobody else should. Because that tells you right there that it's not an everyday thing. Right. Because if her um, husband, if it was an everyday thing and he was pissed about it, then we would know. Then it, maybe she's an alcoholic. But I totally get how it triggers Margaret. Yeah. I mean, I, to- I totally do. And I grew up with, a, I mean, right. my mom is wonderful and fine now. And she, but, you know, she did have her issues at the time. And I wouldn't ever call my mom an alcoholic, but she definitely had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol right. at one point. And even now, if I see my mom drunk, I can't deal. Yeah. Do you know what? It, like it, yeah. and I can't. And I just now have to just like remove myself from that situation. She's right. not awful, but yeah, it, it's it triggers just a trigger. shit. Yeah. So I can see what's happening with Margaret, but Margaret needs to recognize that yeah. and recognize that this isn't Jen. This is how this is making her feel. For which sure. Is to do with her mum. Yeah, she needs to be a little bit more self-aware about that, which really surprises me because I I typically think Margaret's pretty self-aware and knows who she is and that you know has been really open about the things that she's done. I didn't like how Jen threw that ba- that shit back in her face. I don't think that's cool. You don't ever throw people's vulnerabilities back in their face. I didn't like how Jen threw back the "How dare you talk to your husband like that?" No. I thought, like, yes, the the way that she threw sleeping with her boss back in her face was was awful. But there was something really insidious about the way that she, yeah. Talked about her relationship. I mean, I loved Margaret for calling out her own husband and being like, yeah. "What the fuck were you fucking right. thinking, you absolute tool? You are like, being messy." <laughs> yes, and then when Jack, like, legit, yeah. and then when Jackie's like, "I never want to see you again," Margaret's like, "Hang on a minute, right. we've been, like, I thought it was really 
legit the way that Margaret real, handled this. Right? It was like, that's real. what you would do. You'd be pissed at your husband for <laughs> saying stupid shit. And you'd be pissed at your friend for yelling at your husband when your husband's done nothing but back up your friend. Like... That's real life. And he didn't do he didn't do anything malicious. He was just an idiot. Joe, he just his fucking mouth was moving and his brain was asleep. That's what Joe was doing. And well, and it's a massive game of telephone as well, right? Like yeah, Jen hears totally. this because her husband heard it at the, this poker table. Like, I just know. don't say shit. If it's not about you, s- stop talking about things that aren't your business. And I think at this point on the drinking issue, I'm like, fine, 50-50, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. But beyond that. I'm team Margaret because yeah. Jennifer always has to be an absolute bitch. She always, she has this habit of when she's backed into a corner and she's arguing, she's like, Ugh. my tactic is just to say the most hurtful thing I can think of. I feel like this is why she and Teresa get along really well. But I also feel like eventually, if the show continues with the two of them, it's going to <sighs> fucking explode. It like is, the entire world's yeah. going to explode when Teresa and Jen go against each other. It's going to go Because they nuclear. both do the exact same thing and it's like just Agreed. fucking heinous. Um, let's wrap up with the Kardashians. I mean, this isn't going to take do, long, but is before, it? No, oh. but before we leave New Jersey, I also want to say I love how Frank Catania is just like the most silent person in the room. It's <laughs> like all Dolor- evening. <laughs> Dolores and Frank them. are Why like Courtney and Scott together? for me. Just 100%. fucking get back together. <laughs> That's all what we want. What the fuck is it? What is in the way? The world has had a really shit year. Courtney and oh Scott my, and Frank imagine. and Dolores just all need to get together and we'd all feel better about everything. We would. 2020, <laughs> get back 2021, it would all be deleted. We'd feel like it was all fucking worth it. So come on, guys. For the sake of the global nation, right. get your shit together. For sure. For sure. Oh, I love Frank Catania. I do too. And frankly, Dolores, if you're not interested, I'm up for it. Yeah. Especially when he wears those glasses. Well, they're just like hosting everybody at their house and like cleaning things up in the evening and like discussing in detail what their friends should do and... It's just, but also, how about Joey when when it all kicks off at the dinner table, at the lunch table the next day? Joey's like, right, lads. Let's right. leave these. <laughs> we gotta go. Idiots to and it. Evan's comment about like the protein bars. Like we just need to stop having meals. We just need to keep the activities going and throwing at protein bars. Like that's exactly how I parent during the summer. One hundred percent. Activity number down. one: snack. <laughs> Activity number two: snack. Nobody eats anything healthy. It all comes out of packages, so, so I can throw it your way. <laughs> you do not sit still unless there is a screen. That's right? the only time you are allowed to sit still. It's true. Oh man. Anyway, um, I love New Jersey. I love the show. I it do is too. the highlight of my week's watching. 100%. I do too. I agree. Um, Kardashians. Yeah, I feel like we've already covered it. We want Scott and Courtney to get back together. We're apparently not the only ones. I love no. that their whole family is still rooting for them to get back together. I, I think mean, it will know- happen eventually. I, I know they're not together now because Courtney's with uh, Travis from Blink-182. but And that's cute, but... It's not, it's what not we're three all kids together, for. cute. It's really not. I feel like, th- like there has to be something there. Like the way they are. It. Oh my God. It's so obvious. It. <laughs> I mean, Scott's, the way Scott looks at Courtney is oh, like. I want, I want people to look at me that way. I wish somebody looked at me like right? that. <laughs> right? And you see Courtney, you can see that she laughs, like he makes yeah. her laugh. She gives, he gives her the warm, glowy feeling. 
he's like de- self-deprecatingly yeah. cute. They've grown up know. together. And I mean, the way they fucking co-parent together too, like their kids are probably going to be the most well-adjusted kids that are famous on the fucking planet. Agreed. I mean, just do it. Just get back together. Look at the Please. shit show. I mean, with all due respect, look at the shit show of relationships that your sisters have. Like, yeah. Chloe and Tristan, all right, he's turned a new leaf and that's fine, all the rest of it. He's still cheated on her when she was pregnant. You don't get much lower than that. And then, I with mean, a family Kim and friend. Kanye, with a family friend. And then Kim and Kanye in that clusterfuck. If I was Courtney, I'd be looking at Scott and going, you look Damn. like a pretty fucking good option right now. Yeah, I mean, Scott's had his his moments, but he was also growing up. I mean, look at the moments Kanye's having as a grown ass man. Yeah. And he was growing up on TV while both his parents died really quick. Like, you know, I think he's legit causes. I mean, I think maybe there's a legit mental health issue with Kanye West as well, but like, I mean, true, true. There could also not be, he could just be doing all this shit for fucking shits and giggles, which is partially what I think. We don't even know. We don't know. Um, but I feel like Scott has served his fucking time. He really has. He really has. <sighs> He's put in the I've time. I've said it before. The fucking have, effort. The therapy. I have never, ever wavered from my belief that Scott and Courtney should be together. I never have. Even no. when he was with Sophia. Now no. he's with like another teenager. Oh. Courtney, if this does not, if, he, if it is just not clear the that the teenagers Scott, of the US. He's just making them into you. <laughs> he's, well, and also, if it's not clear that he is clearly picking women that he is never going to spend the rest right. of his fucking life with, I don't know what else she needs. No. Nobody looks at a 19-year-old girl who's just recovered from a serious eating disorder and goes, this is the woman that's probably the perfect woman to look after my three children in this and join the Kardashian clan. I mean, no disrespect to Amelia. No. But she's not here for that right now. No. And I mean, there's also no way, like, Amelia, uh, like... It's going to be a string. I mean, this may get me in some shit, but it's going to be a string of young girls who have daddy fucking issues who are hooking up with Scott at the moment. Scott is not in it for a long-term thing. We all can no. fucking see it. I mean, he's dying his hair fucking pink for Christ's sake. Like, I mean, he's just all having some fun until Courtney <laughs> yeah. gets her ass into gear. Yeah. And I He'd think be she's having fun too. Like maybe they, they I think, I think, cause uh, Chloe said it at, like in this episode, like it may not be now, it may mm. not be a little bit from now, like, but they will, we all feel they will end up together. And I, I do strongly feel that. Like, there's some things they both need to work out, and I don't know. I agree. Um, I mean, Everything news, else in this episode is shit. I do want to just touch, though, <laughs> <That's> on <fine. laughs> talking of relationships. Yeah. Briefly, because it's like 50% really icky and 50% really lovely. <laughs> Fair. Is this relationship between... Corey and Chris, because yeah. as much as I do not want to think about those two having sex, no, I again, just like Cam and Court, I'm a sucker for a relationship. When a man looks at a woman like that, you just have you can't help but go, Oh, when a woman describes her perfect evening as Italy, pasta, wine, dateline, bed by nine, I can get I mean, on fucking board with that. And I love that he's too. like, I'm here for that. He hey, is here when, for anything she fucking wants to do. Totally. He will he worships he is here the for ground her. that she That's fucking it. walks on. That's, That's it. it. That's it. No question. And I applaud Corey yes. for that. 
I think we have to get beyond that he's in it for the money thing now. Who cares? It's been too long. Who cares? Yeah. He's nice to her. For sure. Who cares if he is in it for the money? He's still there. Slips of the and D a couple he, of week, a couple of times a week. I'd probably even say a couple times a day. Like they are teenagers. I mean, they she have has never a sex gone drive. two weeks without having sex. She has two a weeks. sex drive that I can only dream of. And she's had a bajillion kids. I want to know what she's doing for hormone replacement therapy. I do too. I want a piece of that. I'll have what yeah. she's having, as the saying goes. Shiz. Um. Other than that, it's the siblings, and I couldn't care less about them racing against each other. Just gonna Don't give a fuck. Them. I mean, this whole, like, I'm a little torn about, like, this season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians because I, while I'm here to watch them, I want to watch real shit. I don't want to watch, like, six episodes of fucking cotton fluff. candy fluff. Yeah, I'm with you. Because it, it I mean, feels cheesy and disrespectful to let's people who have been here for 20 years. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I'm serve, taking this shit personally now. You can't serve this this shit up no. as a farewell. This is like a shit sandwich. This isn't a celebration birthday cake. No, especially when after this episode airs, you then fucking announce like your show's just moving to Hulu. So your show's yeah, still gonna annoying. be there. So is yeah. this just like? Also, there's, there's the irritation of knowing that there's really big, interesting, exciting shit going on with Kim and Kanye that we're not yeah. talking about on the show. And it's like, okay, I respect your privacy, but you can't put you your famous. boundaries up for the last so, fucking why thing. Why boundaries now? Right? We've had to sit like, through some awful marriages, some awkward sex tapes. Some, we've had to deal with it all. We've had to deal with Rob. Yes. Who with we the saw. Chris- Briefly, and yeah. then the Chris, the, the basketball player, the 72-day marriage or whatever uh, that was. Like, where were the boundaries then? Humphreys, now when we Chris actually Humphreys. want to see, Chris Humphreys, now when we actually want to see the bullshit, you're like, yeah. oh, boundaries. Oh, well, you fuck know what? Off. I want to see, I want to see Chloe and Tristan being together if they're fucking together. Me I too. agree with Tristan on this shit. Like, don't treat him like a, I know it was last week, but we didn't get to talk about this. No, I'm with don't you. Don't treat Let's him do like a dirty little secret. No. And wear this fucking massive ass engagement ring on your finger and never fucking address it. It's pissing me off. I Be strong ass Chloe. Be who you want to be. Be with who you want to be. If this man has changed and you feel he's fucking changed, then you be proud of him for fucking changing and live your goddamn life. Fuck everybody else. Fucking hell. Reagan for Andy Cohen's job. I could not. You are very passionate about stuff this I week. Am. Like, re, re, I'm on Real my Housewives period. of Atlanta. That's the way it is. I mean, Real Housewives of Atlanta was a real low for you. This, it yeah. really was. I was worried about you at one point, but now I'm you're here. like on fire. Like, I, I it, it. it is really pissing me off. Like, if no, you are I with agree. this man, you need to be with this man. It's not cool to keep him as like a dirty little fuck secret. No, it's and I cool. and I and I agree with all of it. It's like don't say you're finishing the show because you want to, you know, you want to have some privacy, you want to get back to a bit of a normal life, and then immediately announce that there's a brand new show, <laughs> but that now you don't have you're not showing everything. So now we just have to sit through watching the four of you, except not the four of you, because one of you bursts a cyst, jump over some fucking wooden <sighs> thing. And one of you just get- couldn't be fucking asked, Kylie. Yeah. Which is like the story of your life. Right. Of course she never shows. It's It's a love-hate relationship. (laughs) Anyway, I think we need like a moment to calm down. For sure. I'm all riled up. (laughs) You are are feisty. It's not even noon. It's not even noon in Colorado. (laughs) I'm red in the face. 
I have to go down. You are red in the face. Like you, you really. She's like, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see how passionately she well, goes. She will that. as soon as I get my shit together and actually edit. I know I'm behind on videos. Oh Sorry my god, don't that. worry about it. It's fine. Um, anyway, that aside, I think I think we should probably take a break where we go. Yeah. Have, you can have a cup of tea. I'll probably go and have a quick gin. Yeah, maybe um, I'll have a gin. Nobody's here. Yeah, might no, as well. I mean, Nobody's. It's Friday. No judgment. No judgment from me, babe. It's Good Friday. No. It's, it's a holiday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. See, weirdly enough, us, the very Christian uh, country of uh, America, we it's don't. It's not have a holiday. Off. Nope. Kids are in school. They'll be in school on Monday too. Yep. Fucking hell! My kids yep. are always bloody home. Anyway, nope. I love them. My kids are never going to be home. Right in and tell <laughs> me. Eh, get over it. You've listened to the show before. We don't have to explain it to you. However, we do need to explain it to you. Hop on iTunes. Pop <laughs> in those rates and reviews. It's how people discover us. Short from getting Karen Kilgariff to name check us on My Favorite Murder, it's really the only way we can get people to listen to our show. Listen, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to make those pop sockets happen. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm waiting for something. When that comes, I'm going to make those pop sockets happen. And then if you leave a review, I'm shamelessly bribing you for only if you leave a good review. Social Sally doesn't get a fucking pop no, socket. No, if I you love leave how a nice one review, of our other reviewers called her out too. Brilliant. Yeah. That shit yeah, don't come, all the time. Don't come after us. Call each other out on our reviews. Make it interesting. <laughs> don't come after us and not expect our fucking <laughs> tribe to come after you. Um, anyway, I'm going to do it. And then when the people who leave a review, I'm going to give them a fucking pop socket. Is that legal? Well, like we'd have to get their information. So you have to leave a review and then send us an email that you've left a review. We could do it that way. I mean, on I don't it. know how it's yeah. illegal. We well, could I do a giveaway. Like, Maybe like is it if ethical you, to if bribe, you do all bribe this, people? Eh, ethics, schmethics. I mean, that's how it's I reality parent. TV. <laughs> that's how I get my kids to do anything. Exactly. Oh, guys, thank you so much for your time, your effort. Pass our pass our name around to your friends who watch reality TV. Pass it on Spread to strangers. The word. Do whatever. Do you all can. of that. Uh, yes, do all of that, and thank you. And remember. Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims. (laughs) 